Yep. Black Bob. Yep. Yep. the backs of a million they died for our lives before we were children some of us we trying to make us a billion on real estate fancy cars and them buildings i'm trying to build foundations like a seminole and stop the wars where they looking for the mineral i ain't really heard no truth in a minute bro and watch the rappers they salute to their general they talk shit when i holler about freedom it's been a long time somebody gotta feed all right welcome everybody to the south congress podcast fan by fan show for uh, amc's preacher i am cameron i'm joined by travis travis how's it going man what's happening cam so a lot's happening man we are we're halfway through this year 2016 man it's flown by it like it's on my it is really officially quick. summer yeah july like, 4th is the official oh no 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 it's the official midsummer or what is july 4th represent because Labor Day, even though it's technically not summer, is the it's like the start of summer. Uh, yeah. And then July Fourth, I think, is like the middle, and then uh, Labor Day in September is the end. So uh, yeah, we're already halfway through the summer. We have to hit the solstice, so it's going the other way now as far as daylight. Yeah. No, yeah. We're um. And you want to hear something crazy? We're like, if you include our flash stuff. Which was, um, I think it was, gosh, it was episode, I guess I'll say it was like episode 210 of Flash, Potential Energy, which is still like our most listened to Flash episode. And I think I finally understand why, because it was the first episode of the year, like the, the calendar year. So now I'm like, oh, so it was people catching up, people with their resolutions, like the guy who says, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch, listen to more Flash podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you include that along with some other stuff, we've done like I guess around six months. We've done like thirty episodes just this year. We've been oh. we've been doing a lot of podcasting. Jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, if there's 25, uh, 25, 26 weeks. And then so, uh, other show that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, crossover yeah. stuff and. You include the spring breaks and then um, yeah. Supergirl app and you figure in the uh, you know the uh, the mainline South Congress stuff I did. Yeah, we've been we've been going at it, man. Yeah. Um, and the uh, you know the fruit of our labors. We do have an awesome, awesome, awesome uh, new iTunes review, and I think I I think I showed you this one, and it was really cool. Um, if you did, I. Oh, okay. So you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. Um. So it's from Good Grammar, and this was posted on uh, just the 30th of June, so in the last week. Uh, great conversation between these guys. This podcast perfectly blends the avid comic reader's perspective and that of a relative novice. There's always thoughtful criticisms and examination of what's happening on the screen, both in context of the subject material as well as a broader social context. Listen to this podcast. Five stars. Damn. Yeah, that's that. It's pretty nice. It's like yeah, it's, it's 
That's a, a glowing review. That's an eight. That's an eight plus of a review. Way to go, good grammar, man. We appreciate that. Um, did he spell everything right? Oh, oh, of course, oh, of course. We uh, we we uh, we ran it through the machine just to make sure. <laughs> no, it was really cool. I just um, you know, I appreciate that. Like, it's I know we talk about it, but for somebody to kind of grasp at least exactly what we kind of started off to do, um, yeah, just. Yeah, no. and even with you know, and and, I, and I'm and I'm actually glad to to hear that I still you know I don't want to ever like even even when I'm however long this lasts even when I'm like a veteran in the in the in the game been reading comics for years I don't ever want to sound like a snooty like know it all because I yeah. sound like a snooty know it all with so many other aspects of of life it's like can we keep this pure like just personally like can I keep this 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 uh, pure and, and go into it with this you know uh, uh, childlike wide-eyed uh... it's like can I never ever say I don't mean to be that guy but can I avoid this forever um but no and we even talked about it a bit um, you know off air like that the, the, the tables are slowly kind of changing in that as far as actually actively reading things right now you're, you're definitely a- ahead of me at this point um, because you're reading more things than I'm reading right now, um, and it's funny. I'm actually going back and rereading Preacher. Mm. Um, and, and it's funny because you know I, I talk about time. So right now I'm binging Justified, and you know uh, Wade and Bruce you rave about that show, and they should. Um, so I'm binging that. Um, so of course the other half sneaks in episodes when I'm not watching. So I walk. Wait, what, what show? I missed the show. Justified. Justified. Okay. Yeah. So the other half, um, like sneaks in episodes and I'm not watching. So I walked in today, like two episodes behind, and she's sitting there watching it. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'll read some preacher. So, <laughs> so I was, I was reading up on some stuff, and of course it was, um, you know, the one I'm on is, and and it doesn't matter the specifics of it, but it's Tulip and Jesse running from somebody. Tulip being an ace with the gun, and Jesse beating up like five armed ninjas. So yeah. did you just pick it? Did you just randomly start and that's the thing about it um because i have like all the collected editions um digitally i just pick up and start reading at a point anyway like just does it is it a conscious decision well obviously you're opening it or yeah something, starting the app but uh do you go you know what i want to read part seven yeah i want to read this and i just and i just open it up yeah and of course like after the discussion we had last week i'm like oh i want to read the saint of all killers like specific collected edition uh but i, I avoided that when i'm here today um so yeah um but the, I, I think the dynamic still holds and, and I, I like that you know somebody does see that and appreciates that. and i think most people do uh when they kind of check us out um so let, let's talk about last week for a minute last week was uh i know it was special for me um and I don't know if you and Bruce ever actually talked about like uh, me just gushing over Bruce and telling him how much I appreciate no. him for what he did and <laughs> just all kinds of stuff. Um, and I was telling somebody, I was telling, him, I think it was Joe, I was talking to him on Twitter today. It was just like you'll never hear it because because what they talked about was like, they just loved Bruce's enthusiasm and his his knowledge of the product. Um, mm. And I just I told him like you'll never hear it like I'll always have the cut you'll never hear all the stuff I was telling Bruce just about how much I appreciate him but yeah it was great um you know so so going back and looking at it Trav I remember you saying um kind of early on you think that might have been you know out of out of everything you've done that might have been the favorite thing you've done as far as uh, a yeah I mean I, I, I'm always 
always quick to, to point to someone else when they're like, oh, that was the best match ever, or of the year, or this was the best Marvel movie ever. Like, all right, let's, like, let two weeks go by, maybe see it again, maybe let it stew a little bit, they talk about it, and then come back to best ever, or whatever, ever. Um, but I, I think the way I worded it was arguably one of my fa- one of my favorite, because... Yeah, I mean, I get to talk to Bruce every week for, you know, the past five years almost uh, about wrestling. So that's that wasn't – maybe for you, obviously, you don't get to talk to him like that. Uh, so it wasn't that, but it was – I've never – in our comic conversations, it's really just, uh, okay, you need, to, you need to read this, and you, it, this ties into that. And the reason I'm reading Civil War is because of, you know, and I, and I just trust him in, in, in implicitly or explicitly, whatever. Um, so it was just I've, I had never had that type of conversation with Bruce about this specific, uh, uh, obviously, topic. Preacher. And it was a uh, it was just it was just nice to I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. it Let me tell you what got like me. Um, favorite thing I've ever recorded. Yeah, because you and I sit back and you know we were having a conversation we're talking to each other you know it's it's a back and forth but no i also got to like just sit back and learn and that that was the cool part for me like and, and even though it's like material i've read like his just his knowledge of, of of artists and i think it's so cool to follow the artist you know it reminds me of um like following a band around you know what i mean like because it's when you find an artist you like and a writer you like, um, you know, you can just kind of roll with what they do. And even if it's a material you're not a, a super big fan of. Yeah. I mean, people were, just... were bummed earlier, you know, a month or two back when the guy that that drew Twilight Children. Uh, oh, it's right here. I should. What's his name? Uh, well, there's three names on him. Gilbert Hernandez, Darwin Cook, or Dave Stewart. <laughs> One of those people is dead now. I'm sorry. I don't I don't know uh, which one, but he did. I think he's the artist. And people were like, like all. And I, I only noticed because it's, you know, it's like when your friend gets a new car, all of a sudden you see, you know, four fusions all over the place. Like, damn, yeah. everybody's got a. So I, I just in the comics, so I'm just noticing people posting comic articles and stuff, and everybody, Eric uh, Fishlegs, Leiden was like changed his profile picture and just people were really like you know bummed that they're yeah, you yeah. Know, one of their favorite artists died like man like oh okay i i get it not that i need need that to understand uh uh you know people when someone's favorite and anything dies but it was just like oh all right yo okay just seeing it firsthand and living and living through that new to the whole culture even not just the genre but but the culture at at large yeah. So yeah, um it was it was just um again it it's fun to sit back and learn. I felt like I was in the classroom. Uh, um and, and again his enthusiasm and his passion for you know the things he's read and the things we were talking about. And then like I always wonder how somebody would fit into our conversations about these shows that we watch. Because at this point like we have, you know, we have kind of a a unique way of talking to each other as far as it goes. And, like, and that's and that's probably a part of what I couldn't explain earlier. Like I talk, I talk to Bruce uh, again all the time, mm-hmm. and occasionally Wade's there if I do a roundtable after a pay per view. But the fact that he he fit in 
yeah. this format and with you and the whole thing just was like the synergy was ridiculous. Like I've yeah. never I've been a part of three man uh, uh, booths, so to speak, on podcasts and on radio stuff, uh, plenty. But that was uh, that worked very well. I thought. That's I think I, what people I, should know. I've literally talked to Bruce twice in my life. I talked to him once, like on the live cast during, uh, I guess, the 14 finals, uh, the 13 finals, 13 NBA finals. Okay. And I talked to Bruce once when he didn't say Dean Malenko was the greatest cruiserweight of all time. So we've literally talked for not even 10 minutes in our in our entire lives. But again, like it's somebody I'm a fan of, somebody I hear every week. So you know, I think that. You know, I contributed to it. And again, like if if you and him get along, chances are him and I were going to get along. You know, and then we have this big, you know, common thing that we share. So you know, it was uh, just, just yeah, great. recipe uh, for for some for for some good podcasting. Exactly. So yeah, just just you know, a, a great thing to uh, a great thing to really experience. I I feel like everybody else enjoyed it, um, and I know we did. So yeah, thank no, thank sorry. you guys for listening to that. Um, but Travis, you know, I feel like we might have done uh, Bruce and Danny a little disservice. Um, you know what? I'm I'm going to disagree because I saw her tweet and I was like, I I'm glad actually that we get to because we got what we I don't want to sound like jerk, but we, no, got, we got what we needed out of them. Out of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, some backgrounds, yeah. some different opinions, some different points of views. And you know what's actually great about it though? Levels or similar levels of, of fandom. Well, yeah. And it's great because, again, they're both, um, you know, really into the source material, and, and they both share the common, uh, you know, the common idea of let's get out of Anvil. Like, we – let's get on the road. Like, I, this is good, but let's let's go. Um, but, like, I and, – and you don't want to say this too early, but, like, I'm a big Curb guy, and, you know, I, I used to read and listen to Bill Simmons all the time, and he talked about, uh, you know, Pantheon episodes. Like, to me, there are – like The Office, which is one of my favorite shows. If I had to pick two Pantheon episodes, it would be Diversity Day, which is the second episode, and it would be Dinner Party, which is about halfway through the series. Like I can turn those on right now, and, and some of the Christmas episodes, I think it's more of a personal thing. But I can turn those on right now in front of anybody and will make be like, I think this is hilarious. I think you should see this. Um, yeah, Dinner Party was absurd. Yeah, yeah, dinner party. Yeah, so you've seen that one. Like dinner party's ridiculous. Um, do you have like a, a show that you really like? Is there? Um, I mean, know, there's some. There's the standards. You know, Seinfeld, Martin. But which, like, which episode of Seinfeld would you say is a Pantheon episode? If you had to pick just an episode of Seinfeld, like, I automatically I think Soup Nazi is way up there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, in a, in a way. Seinfeld's kind of unfair because you can because there's because so many so many yeah uh, uh, um, Martin for sure for sure the 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 camp, not the camping episode the, the vacation with the rat the rat yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, just uh, I mean being like whatever was that 92 93 like 13 and going to school the <laughs> the next day oh, yeah. after that episode it was like this we're not learning anything today because in every class we're going to be talking about this damn episode of Martin from last night um so so yeah so so the the rat that I won't pay the five you know uh, just 
know, kid and play or kid showing up. There's some uh, some some big ones. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there are definitely shows like that, and and again, I hope this inspires conversation about. Uh, different shows you guys love and Pantheon episodes of the shows. Like, if I if I went to Star Trek Deep Space Nine, gosh, I'd just be like, the whole season win, because I'm just, just watching stuff like crazy. But, um, but no, I, Travis, I think, you know, in a in a show that's had, that's, get, that's going to have a, was originally going to have a 10-episode run, and is now going to have, you know, uh, a season two, yeah, 13 episodes, I think we may have hit on the best episodes so far. Like I think oh, we're there. I, I don't think that's, I don't think that at all is controversial or even arguable for real, for real. Because it, you know what, that first episode there was fight scenes and stuff, but this mm-hmm. had all of that and 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 so much more in five episodes before to to of setup. Uh, my eyes were wide open. Couldn't look away during <laughs> during that hotel fight scene. I mean, just absolutely amazing stuff and just absurdly over the top where you're like oh i oh that makes a lot of sense yeah <laughs> like, totally. like it, it I, I complained about it on game of thrones like where did this pile of bodies come from they're on this flat field they're not trying to get into a you know over a wall or into a thing a tunnel like why are these why are their bodies stacking up there's no natural reason for but this was there's a reason. <laughs> Never has a pile of bodies made so much sense. And, and, it just, and, and it gave me a whole new respect for a preacher's fight game. Like, yeah, how did he not get murdered? No, and, <laughs> that's, and that's the coolest part in that, like, you made yeah. it through this alive because you're such you're like you're so efficient at fighting somebody who's literally trying to kill you with supernatural powers. And yeah. we were talking about the book earlier, him fighting six ninjas. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's that's what he does. No, one of my favorite things in um, in comics because you know I, I love Wolverine, but I love when Wolverine fights somebody without superpowers and loses. Why would that happen? Well, because How? that again, he's a samurai, but they're that proficient at fighting to where they can beat Wolverine hand to hand. Yeah, it, and it's oh, rare. Oh, oh, beat him, not. Yeah. Uh, Necessarily hurt him or kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, that's but, but defeat him, like like knock him unconscious in a fight, and then on superpowers, like like head to head, Captain America can probably take Wolverine. Yeah, I never, you never really think of that, or at least I never really thought about, like, even though that's the most common question, who would beat who in a fight mm-hmm. with Wolverine? You just, I, I, I never see past the invincibility or the, the regeneration. Yeah. Because people are just like, oh, it doesn't matter. He might move. Yeah, but no, he he definitely lost fights. And so it's just that being that proficient of a fighter, like, again, he he survives. Um, So, yeah. First thing they say at the beginning of this episode, are you you queued up? Uh, Yeah. So, yeah, guys, episode episode six of Preacher, Sundowner, opens, um, you know, where we left off with the Preacher sitting in the diner with the two angels. First thing they say is, it isn't God. And just opens up on him, kind of staring at him, like it isn't God. And you know what they, what I like about it is that they don't want to tell him. But you know, he's like he hits him with the voice. He's like, you know, tell me what it is. And and again, 
what we left off with last episode is, you know, him building his larger congregation. And there's, as they're talking, some people walk out and say bye. And he's like, yo, we told you what's going on. He's like, no, you haven't. You haven't told me anything. And basically, they do try to explain that they ran everything through, uh, you know, through Cassidy. Okay, so when this lady's walking in the restaurant, do you notice from the jump how she's walking? No, I didn't notice it until she got, is outside uh, the restaurant. Got her key, his keys, and 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 went to his truck, went to their truck. Mm-hmm. And you know, what they tell him? You know, you're not supposed to use this under any circumstance at all. Like period. Ever. Yeah. And he hits him with the voice, and he's like, "Yo, what's it called?" He said, "It's called Genesis." And. uh yeah, and he tells him, like, it began with heaven and hell. And if you read the, um, like, in the comic, it's the coolest panel. Like, when you think of, if you have to picture it, when you think of an angel and a demon getting together, what's the what's the mental image? It's just, like, guy with horns, girl yeah, with things having sex. It's always the angels, always is, is going to be the woman. And the... Demons, yeah, but traditional iconography. Well, it's cool how they um, how they frame it actually in the comic because it's like kind of what do I want to say. It's kind of like silhouette angel and demon on fire, hmm. uh, like involved in passionate, and it's not even like they're in love looking at each other. Uh, it's more like carnal. Yes. It's way more like Arnold. It's very intense. It's almost like they're fighting the way that they look at each other. Um, and yeah, I, I love how the angels kind of frame it because I've been watching Spawn, the animated series lately too. And it's basically like, you know, we hate each other. Heaven and hell. Like, it's not like heaven is so affixed on being Disgusting. good that we want. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they, they hate each other. Like, like, heaven's not trying to save these demons. <laughs> we don't want any part of each other, and that's understood. Like that, like the hate is mutual. Nobody's right per se. And yeah, met in secret, in secret, and conjoined. And so yeah, and so then after time, um, you know, a thing that was never meant to be, you know, came into existence. And they're oh, both you mean like a baby? So tense. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> what did he say? What was the line? If you mean like a. I don't know, some really horrible thing. Yeah, like the like, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's like a, like all ending world killing. Yeah. Monsters in here and here it goes. He says he smiles too. If by baby you mean the most powerful entity ever known, the singular force that can shift the balance of power, threaten all of creation, then yeah, it's a baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're so I... tight. Oh. Yeah, and do you understand why we need it back? And this is what you've been talking about for a couple of weeks. Oh, and did you notice, like, as he tells him, uh, he whispers over to him, and one angel whispers to the other, Seraphim. Seraphim, yeah. Yeah, and we were talking to Rich about this earlier, and Rich kind of catches it. And he's like, is that? I'm like, oh, just wait, just wait. And so, yeah, they pop up outside. Well, 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 what I want to say is, I this was the episode, maybe not this one, maybe an episode before, where they just, because they, they have yet 
this no, this was the episode. They had yet to say flat out. He mentioned it in the church in like episode three or four or like three. He's like, "We're from heaven," and then kind of you had to put everything together. Like, oh, mm. there's some angels and stuff. But they're finally, without ever having say like had that moment where we're like, "Okay, we're angels." There's heaven. There. They're they're just talking like it, it went from zero to sixty. Like. It went from we're not talking, we're talking way around it and nothing, you know, being super vague to, uh, yeah, heaven and hell, these, this heavenly and, and hellly conjoint, uh, you know, uh, conjoining and blah, blah, you know, like, boom, everything on the cards on the table. Uh, we lost it, it escaped or whatever. And yes, it's July 5th and they're still, uh, yeah. Uh, she, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's real in the field. Yeah. No, I literally was in a parking lot with a bottle of champagne last night, just watching fireworks. So I kind of couldn't and and slept like a baby. So, yeah. God bless America. It's my baby, you mean, no. Yeah, my baby, you mean uh, like a 30-year-old man sprawled out on his couch knowing he has to go to work in the morning. Then, yeah, you're a baby. Okay, so yeah, um, they kind of run up on the lady in the parking lot, and uh, Jesse kind of glances over outside. They start to have a bit of a conversation, and the boss says, don't fool us, we just need one more day. Like, we know it's you. You got a phone in there? And he's like, yeah, we're not messing about, and yo, they start beating her down. They're stomping her out. (laughs) It was so real. How they just put yeah. the boots to this little lady. It was like yeah. it was like if an older version of Bernadette from uh, Big Bang Theory was getting stomped out by two grown yeah. men on the street. And, they're really, and like they're not just again, like they're not throwing her into things or trying to pick her up. This is not physical abuse. This is actually this a is to society. Yeah, stomp, yeah. Well, yeah. No, whatever that scene. You know. Yeah, yeah. I slept with your sister, and no, I ain't the baby daddy. And just stomping her out. And, you know, he goes out and tries to stomp him. He pushes him off, and they actually step back. And, you know, he goes to help her up, and she grabs Jesse right by his throat uh-huh. with two hands. And then she grabs, like, she has him in the big show double choke slam. Double choke, and they're both going down. Yeah, and, yo, next thing you know, she's a bullet through her brain. And, and well, where a brain they're, would exist, yeah, anyway. Because they were wearing it, uh, Jesse and... They were in Edgar suits. And LeBlanc. Yeah. And so, yeah, oh, and they're, yeah, they're wearing her blood, and they she shot right through the back of her skull. And yeah, and they explained so many things that we've been wondering for like the first couple episodes. And you know, he shoots, looks around the corner, and yeah, like, <laughs> uh-oh. when they just kind of stands up, and Jesse's like, "Yo, what just happened?" He's like, "Not yet." And yo, put the body in the car. And they got like the uh, the most uh, economy efficient uh, SUV that they put her in the back of. By the way, the trunk opens. That nice little uh, yep. Kia. And yo, they got her phone, and they got the the wanted poster that they found. He said, "Yo, what <laughs> happened?" So, and yo, there's so much blood in this helmet. Yeah, old school wanted posters. Wanted posters for escape angels. Hey, come on. Like, it's just, like, nothing angelic or cosmic or ethereal, you know, nope, a, a, a slice of Kinko's paper. And, yo, he's like, yo, there's a dead woman. And he's like, you killed her. No, he didn't. And, yo, the light flashes back in the restaurant. 
He's like, I left the car keys in the restaurant. He said, do you have the car keys? And she just walks right back out with that with that strange little walk. A little, little tiny lady, too. And yeah, she's with, so, the, with 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 the stride of a woman half her size. Yes. Yeah. No, I mean she she's wearing an Edgar suit. Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Because mm-hmm. they oh they all are in the sense. Yep. You know? And they've grown a, a bit more accustomed to theirs. It looks like. Right. Totally. Because a few episodes back they they hadn't. And what's cool, like visually, um, I always get the names mixed up. So a uh, Fiore is a taller one, right? No. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he actually kind of resembles like the guy in the uh, in the comics. Like he really does kind of look like him. It's interesting they found that guy. Uh. But yeah. So now we're on the run from this uh from this T1000 t- chasing us down the street. By the way, I did see Terminator Genesis uh yesterday. It was okay. Was that the third one? That's the. Oh no, that's the, the last one. That's the fifth one. I should say. Because I, and I didn't hate Salvation like people did. Um, but yeah, one, two, three. That was three you saw the TX, yeah. Nah, I thought Salvation was okay, but this one was, was alright. It was cool. Um, of course, it was basically iOS 10 comes out, and that's Skynet. So you know, like it really is. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Jesse and them are on the run. He's like, yo, this phone is a direct line. His phone that we're carrying with us. He was saying if I picked up the phone in my hand right now, it would call heaven. He's like, like, not your hands. You got to have angel hands. Mm -hmm. And again, they're just laying everything out now. No no double talk. No No time to be vague anymore as we're getting chased. And so uh, Seraphim walks back back into the restaurant. And you got to wonder what she sounds like. But she leaves out of there with uh, with their car keys, hits the alarm, and now she has it. And yeah, that little stride. I guess she's walking there. It's so funny. It's just so alien. Nobody, nobody paces like that. And yo, of course, because they're angels, they have the Bible from the hotel in the car. Because why wouldn't they? Which, <laughs> to me... <laughs> I don't know. I, I'd like them. I'd like that to be. Uh... And Fior, he's such a dummy. Well, Travis, you have to. Uh, but I, I don't. You know, I, it's it's it's. They should critique that. Like, yeah. Travis, like, you have to put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. It's just true. You got to keep the Bible with you. It's just fact. Some people tattoo scriptures all over them. It's just what it is. <laughs> so, um, of course, we pull out the chainsaw. Look, look, as we transition to the chainsaw in the hotel, um, yeah, so he shows them, like, their wanted poster. Like, we don't have much time before she calls in reinforcements. So right now, they're just looking for them because they're not home. But, you know, they don't know, you know, that Genesis is so close uh, to them. And so, here's where your boy gets big for his britches. And he's like, yo, if they come looking for it, yo, I'll just use it. I'll I have just the power. Use it. He's so <sighs> full heel turn in this episode for me. All the way. And yo, as they tell him not to, what happens? That electricity hits, and they get all nervous. He's like, what is that? Just Anvil. 
He's like, yo, this yeah, is... that, that, and that, and I thought of uh, you when you, I think you asked Danny, like, or maybe you asked Bruce or both about uh, Anvil as a character itself, and I took that. That's why I kind of took that line. It kind of reminded me of, of that. Like yeah. Saying, saying, you know how Anvil is, how she acts. Yeah. And so, yo, what's that thing that Jesse picks up? It looks like a massager. Like That's a, what I thought it was. A massager for ladies. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we didn't know what we need. Like, I, I, I dig. And he just kind of looks at him like, yeah. And they asked him, how do you get Genesis to come out? Because, again, he was unconscious when this happened. It's like I sing to it. Well, the, uh, when they were going to cut it out of him. Yep. And he's like, or. And he's like, no, I'll sing to it. It'll work. So then, yeah, Fiore smashes the phone. By phone. Nobody's calling through that. Then there's a knock on the door. And it's probably just the towels. It's probably just the towels. Fiore <laughs> looks through the people. Yeah. It's not. But the, he yeah. doesn't jerk away. Nope. Like, he just takes that L. Gets shot through his eye. And then, yo, she shoots him with the, with the silencer yeah. on the gun, yo. And she walks up to him. And then, I don't know if you hear the song in the background talking about not going to Lubbock. Travis, when you live down here, we're never going to Lubbock. Yeah, no, no. no. It's where Texas Tech is. We, yeah. we, don't, we don't do that. Um, it's a dry county, too. Gross. Uh, yeah. Now, so he opens up the phone. Mm-hmm. And, yo, he's, like, she's confused at his confidence is what's throwing her off. So he's like, yo, go ahead and call him. Stitch on them dudes. I don't care. I'm just kicking it. And she looks away, knocks the phone out of her hand, and, yo, he pushes her well, off. Well, well, the gun. Oh, yeah, not the phone. I'm sorry. Knocks the gun out of her hand. Well, well, the, you, the, the entire uh, conversation leading up to that, or it's one way, but mm. where he's, like, you know, just kind of talking to his cool guy, you know, stuff. And uh, he goes... You know, you can do whatever you want, but you're going to have to, uh, you can, you can answer that phone, you can dial that phone, that's only going to take a second, but you got to look away, and like kind of get raised an eyebrow, like, huh? And then she did, she looked away for a split second, and he, uh, knocked the gun out of her hand, and pushed her, pushed her back, and threw them hands up. Yo, Sugar Ray jabbing her, right, square in her face, jab, jab. She eating him. Yep, just dodges a little bit, takes one, don't hurt. And he's like, yo! He just kind of stares at it, puts his hands up harder. Then she jabs him one time. All the way back into his chair. I remember the one time I saw Floyd Mayweather jab a guy in his chest for a knockdown. I've seen, he's the only person I've ever seen do it. I've never seen anybody do it before. I've never seen anybody do it since. But yo, he caught that jab and pow! I'm dead back to my chair. He's out! And, yo, so light flashes. Fiore runs back in before she can shoot Jesse. Tackles yeah, her. It was awesome. Puts her, yo, and shout out to whoever this actress is because she's taking, like, I don't know they put, like, a guy in, like, a, a wig. She's taking it. Like, gets slammed on top of the dresser. Fiore continues, even in the church, Ooh, with, with Cassidy. Head. 
Fjord continues to be the weak link of yeah. the two. No, he's, he's just definitely. a big, gangly body. He's wasting. He, he's wasting more more men on. Uh, <laughs> more men. He must yeah, have. I mean, like, yeah, he must have ninety nine stock. Yeah, just, he just always. So again, I guess the block wasn't dead. He was just knocked out because like Fiore pops back up again. Maybe his uh maybe his respawn is faster. That's what he traded. Uh, cause, yo, he's probably he's like yo, don't kill it, and Jesse straight slits her throat. And this, this next sequence of uh, the boss in the corner, like no. Yeah, he's gurgling blood, and are you dying? You dying? He's like no. He just he kills him. Needs you to pop back up. His head, yo, he hit him so hard his head is turned further than your neck will go. He just thunked him right in the head. Oh. And then he pops back up. Yo, he is an iron. Jesse still has the butcher knife. Yo, we ready. So, but this was like a, a, a folly, like a a blooper reel of, yeah. of let's try. I mean, he says, stab her gently. I said stab her gently. Like, he's pissed he stabbed her too hard. Yeah. She spawns back. It was absurd, but in the most amazing, violent, bloody, stabby way. Oh. And they're explaining as they're waiting, uh, explaining the rules to him, basically, of respawning. And, and Yeah, like, remember, yo, don't. And again, fewer. Yeah. He's like, I think I hear something. So he goes and puts his stupid-ass ear to the to the wall. And she, yeah. she, like, punches him in the dick through the wall, and then he bends down, and she, like, punches him again. And then LeBlanc's like, remember, uh, Restrain it. So she punches through the wall, grabs him by the neck. He even says, "Restrain." Yep. And, and he still says, "She did." Damn. And yo, she pushes past him to get to Jesse, slams his arm. Yo, she's really working. Oh, and then you see like Fiore trying to stop Jesse from killing her because no, he's gonna do it. So he holds him back. They all jump on top of her. And that's somebody. And then yeah, what happened was they plug up the hole, like uh, the camera hole. And then when Jesse steps back away, there's like eight more bodies on the ground. Mm-hmm. And yo, she's fighting everybody. Oh, they're all trying to restrain her. Flash the oh. lights. Goes off. It's so more good. She's bodies. really throwing people. Oh, more slam the table on his head. Jesse goes and gets her, kills her again. <laughs> What a great shot! Of them it's so good. Panning, panning back through that hole, giving you the the scene of her body laying, yeah. her other body laying in the other hotel with a hatchet with an axe to no. the wall, and then they and, open and, the scene. It's so good, and then they go to the credits like it. Yeah, ugh. yeah. so good. That was an amazing, amazing fight scene. And I was like, yo, it was a thirteen minute opening. Yeah. But that was like, yeah, yeah, yep. So good. Ugh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can't, I can't say more good things about. People that. need to see this. Yeah. That fight scene in particular. Yeah. Best. And so we get back in, body strewn everywhere, and yo, know, they've got her restrained, and yo, know, they're smart because the only, only one body has its head up, and it's the Blanc. 
to everybody else. Like, who cares? Who? Yo, she pulls a knife out of the back of one of the dead angels' heads on blood spurts, and she's about to cut Jesse. Yo, but Fiore wraps uh, she, all my face off. Sheet, yeah, yeah trying to wrap the sheet around her to pull her off. And this is when I thought, like, oh, okay, they're finally going to have it, and I, I don't remember, but she killed it again. Yep. So Cassidy comes in with oh, right, right, the silence in with the pistol shooter. You burst yeah. through a party and didn't invite me. And, yo, they look around like, and so, yeah, you're welcome. No. Oh, she pops back up, and here we are. Clones, but bloody clones. <laughs> so much over the court, she's going to electrocute you. So technically, like, Cassidy's the... Uh, you know, the exception, because he can't die the way that they can, so he can be a bit loser with what he does. Well, I say like they right, can, and, and I think uh, he, he's just another, and he's probably, you know, he's got that vampire strength. Yep. Um, so he can probably somehow, you know, more match her strength. Uh, again, I don't know how preachers survive, skilled as he may be. Mm. Yo, if you look hard enough, like, you can tell that these two guys aren't the Blanc, the guys whose faces you can see. But who cares? Um, so, no, this hotel room this is done. What does that mean? Yeah, this, I mean, you know, to 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 be, um, well, Travis, are you a model guy? Not okay, cool. women models, but, like, uh, toy models. So, like, uh, think about the old WWE action figures. Um, that you could like, uh, you could only move the arms up and down and spin the waist. Okay. Yeah. With action figures and thing, um, you know, the more um, advanced they get, the more points of articulation they have. Ah, okay, more joints. Exactly. Did you just ask uh, Google to tell you? Yeah. Separate, <laughs> separate bones at the joints. There you go. So yeah, she's um yeah, to, but but she's alive. So, uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. She just, what, snapped all her joints and tendons? Yeah. <laughs> She's the... Kill you. <laughs> oh. I wish they would have showed her in there. Yeah. Disarticulate. And, you know, Jesse asked him, he said, so you're the, uh, the jailer? He's like, oh, we're the custodians. We take care of it. And he tells him, you let it get away. And they kind of look like, hey, yeah, we kind of go. Like, basically, they're top flight security. Of the world, not just the city. But Why the me? Why did it choose me? And he's, uh, Jesse's so self-important. He's like, dog, we don't know why I chose you. Just custodians, dog. I'm keeping it. He's just so... Why does it sound like a good plan? And Cassie looks at him like, dog, what are you saying? And he's like, no, I, I have to. He said, we'll give you anything you want. He said, I have what I want. I have what God wants. And Cassie's like, what? And it's all like, how do you... And, and again, this and is... Fury, yo, you're just a sinful human being. Yeah, ain't true. true. <laughs> He's like, so if I'm wrong, God wants Genesis back. He can come, he can come and take it. <laughs> well... Freaking guy. He's got you mean nerve. like he just tried to? He's got some... Yeah. Absolute nerve. And and finds his jacket. No, himself. Himself. Don't send one of his goons. Yeah. Finds his jacket on the chair and says, oh, sorry about the mess. And Cassidy just rolls along with him. He's like, all right. And Cassidy in his, uh, you know, full sun covering garb 
And yo, he's like, you're not letting me do anything. He said, consequences. Unwelcome, unforeseen consequences. Yeah, and, and that's coming. And you know, he snatches them. Yeah, like, yeah can't... unforeseen only in you can't imagine what's about to happen. But unforeseen in the, in the whole, oh, what? Where, what how, how did this happen? Yep. And he tells them, stay away from me. And they have to, because, yep. And now he's doing, like, DeBron's doing everything he can not to kill him. He's like, no, like, we don't want to kill him. Because you almost feel like, even though that's an option, like, them killing him, like, the thing might escape again. And then what do you do? Like, if you just try to cut it out of him. So, we're at uh, Anvil High. And, of course, I on a locker. You immediately know whose locker it is. You mean? So sad. So Travis, um, I don't know if you caught it this episode. I don't recall seeing the mascot this whole episode. No, and it wasn't until the previews, uh, and for next week's when they showed them, and I was like, oh, we didn't get a cameo this week. I wonder, well, that's I wonder okay. if we have to let that count. Oh. Technically, it was the episode. So no, a uh, kid goes by and says, "Hey, Eugene," and Eugene's like, "Sorry." Can't even catch it. Because he's just that used to people not saying hi to him. Um, yeah, and I thought, now that I see it again, starting with this scene, maybe I just hadn't been paying attention. But he showed so much emotion through his lower face. Yeah. The, you know, the, like it, was, it uh, was turned down when he was getting yelled at by Preacher later. And, and, uh, in this one, when he's standing by the locker and the guy says hi to him, he like was kind of sideways, crooked smile, and he's like, "Oh, they're they're really, uh, you know, just that's a with me. I'm just looking at that thing all the time. So it's not, it's, yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's a it's it's a character in itself. Yeah, um, and I think like he was just phenomenal in this episode, like through and through, especially when we get later on. Okay, so Emily's daughter is sick, um, and she has a real fever, and so Emily goes to the front door, like, "Who is this?" And of course, we open the door. We don't have to. Uh... Oh, she does look out the thing. She does. She peeks. Like, yeah. She's like, um, what? And then Tulip walks right in her house, doesn't even look at her. She looks at you like, I'm sorry, what are you doing in my... Stay away from my boyfriend. No, 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 Cam. Stay away from my boyfriend! And she is, yeah, she's fed up. And picks up the art thingy from the kid. And points it at her just like a gun. Fed up. And Emily's just staring with her mouth hanging open. She said, I did, I did not. And throws it. Still staring at her. Throws it across. And kind of realizes maybe she uh was a little out of place. And just walks right past her. And goes right back to her car. And she's like, it's okay. That was just trying to explain it to the kid. Yeah, the kid's yeah. like, Mom, what's happening? Yeah. And then she... She's uh, like, it's okay. It's just the... Uh, yeah. I don't know what that... What was that? Yeah. And, of course, Emily, who is known to, you know, get it in with men she's not in a relationship with, first went to the, like, I didn't do nothing with him. That wasn't me. That was me and the mayor. And so Tulip is still sitting outside in the Joker mobile. And and just can't even move. She's so shook. 
And yo, she and Emily's mad and bangs on the window. And Tulip looks frustrated. Like, how dare she? And she's like, you just broke my kid's art thing. So yeah, nice job. And looks back at her before she goes back in the house. Like, bitch. <laughs> and so she's, uh, you know, just going back to what she's doing. She's cleaning up the table and whatnot. And Emily knows who it is because she got that, that tongue on the side of her cheek thing going. Like, I can't believe this bitch is back. What? Tulip says, I'll fix it. The art thingy. Yeah. I'll fix it. And then still pushes past her to get back in her house. Like, Tulip just has no concept of personal space. And, yo, your boy Miles, the mayor, his phone is ringing off the hook. And it's like, yo, I'm wondering if like, the partners from Austin made it to the meeting. Yeah, they leave a message. Like, yeah, this is uh, from Green Acres, uh, whatever. Um, haven't heard from you or the uh, partners. What's, what's let's, happening? Let's talk about Miles' life for a second. His three pair of pants? His three pair of His pants. His three khakis? Which is, like, we have like dark... you have to have, no, 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 no. You have to have more than khaki, lighter khaki, kind of, sort of green. And he's like the plaid khaki on the end. Uh, yeah. Like oh. Some dark slacks, a pair of jeans, something, right? Bless his heart. Nope. Jeez. Nope. I mean, it might be Tuesday, Travis. We only wear certain pants on Tuesday. And so Tulip is hard at work, arting and crafting. And she's like, you want some water, lemonade? Doesn't say anything. She's like, you want a beer? It's 10 in the morning. I can totally be in a verse to a beer at 10 in the morning. is funny to me. Yeah. But she gets some water there. She said, how long are you in town for? Like, bitch, I live here. Yeah. And, and so this is kind of cool. It was like, people know that Tulip's always around. And people know that Cassidy's like going to be around. But even when they talk later in the episode, they didn't realize their own relation to each other. And she's like, uh, yeah. yeah uh, this let's was, find a question. Yeah, this was an episode where I, where I kind of stopped liking everybody. I mean, Tulip's okay. She's, yeah, no, because everybody but, sucks. But, but... But I, I tell you what, not that I didn't like Cassidy, but I kind of felt for Cassidy because there was things he didn't know. Right, and now it's like, if you go by the last his last scene or whatever, with his looks salty, boo boo face, you know, like what you gonna let your feelings like oh like, I just hate when you know I mean you can't help your feelings and stuff like that, but like don't be mad at me because I knew her first and she like like get, get, shut up. I mean he's also mad at him because he dogged her first. There, there's that too. Yeah, because she's she's definitely more in tune with how Cassidy would choose to live his life. Um, but yeah, so we, we've kind of fixed the toy here. Now, uh, sign in front of the church. You don't have to go home, but you can't pray here. And it's funny that this came up because we basically had to kick like 20 people out of our apartment on Saturday night. Yeah. Wait, okay, after I, the boat? After? Yeah. Yeah, at like midnight. We had Wait, to where did they all park? In your thing? In your yeah. Conflict? No, again, there were 50 people who went, and I think only three people didn't meet up with us, but three cars. So, yeah, there were a lot of cars in our apartment that day. But, yeah, um, like I'm laid out on the floor because I'm full of 
every I'm full of Cam secret stuff. Pause. And uh, Faith was like, okay, everybody, you have to leave. Everybody slid out. I think I don't know. I was asleep. So yeah, Travis, when's the last time you tried to wash blood out of some clothes? And I don't mean like a blood stain. I mean all of the blood. Um, I mean multiple actually, bodies worth of blood. Yeah, no, no, only my body's worth. But, okay. There you go. Well, yeah, I was like 14. I got stabbed playing basketball. Oh my. <laughs> yeah. Did you call the foul or no? No, I did not. No. Um. So yeah, so I remember like for a while, like the boxers I had on, like you know, I had it or stained. I kept, I kept, I wore them after that, but cause you real. It was there, but yeah, black jeans on, thankfully. So yeah, black jeans playing basketball. I mean, that might have been why you got stabbed, bad <laughs> It was September, so maybe it was. This this fucking guy shows up with his black Levi's. <laughs> Um, so no, so we're looking at the dryer, and it's a bit like Pulp Fiction, and I'm Vinny Vega. Hey, that's cool. And Cassie says he's Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I don't know if we've talked about how much we love Pulp Fiction on this show. I mean, we by both of us, because you have to. But no, um, God, I love Pulp Fiction. I think they're, um, you know, you kind of expect Cassidy to be... That lady get shot in the hip. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. She wasn't doing nothing! Chilling. <laughs> you kind of expect Cassidy to, uh... To be like kind of a a skinny frail guy by the way he's played, but like Jesse was a bit thinner than I thought he was gonna be. It's just you know fine, it doesn't really affect anything. But yeah, they're both kind of Cassidy long, wily guys. That heroin chic thing. Going. Yeah, yeah, I got I got just enough stomach to be lovable. Yeah, because you know he does heroin. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And and all the opioids that heroin produces. And so of course. But to, to play off the last scene, Jesse offers Cassidy a beer, and he's like, uh, "Want a beer?" He's like, it's ten in the morning," and then he grabs one. He's like, "Yeah, I tried to tell you about the clone people." He's like, "No, yeah, you did. Yeah, you absolutely did. Yeah." And so, yeah, this and I just think they've had, as far as preacher, just going back to what I was talking about earlier, preacher's been relatively upfront with him, hasn't like tried to play him or or. Hmm lie to him or anything which is why if and and i shouldn't be jump to conclusions just because he had the salty look i mean it was the no monk. no now cassidy now you mean cassidy has been up front with jesse jesse's been up front with cassidy oh, i thought you were no i understand that i just thought you meant like we were talking about <laughs> cassidy but okay yeah 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 so i'm just saying so when this thing you know it happens it's like you gotta give the guy the benefit out. It's not like he ever treated you bad, and you're like, oh, and he likes the girl that I, the girl that I like likes him. Oh hell no! It's like, oh, that's you know, that sucks. That's how things are. And this guy's been done nothing to me but be honest and relatively upfront with me. So I, I can't be salty about uh, about the girl. Exactly. Cassidy says, yo, what are you gonna do? Like about Genesis? I said, I mean, yeah, it's a terrible name. It is pretty tough. He's like, yeah, I'm, he's like, I'm keeping it. Yes, <laughs> he tells him, like, dog, I, I don't know. Like, he's like, even though they're, you know, not A1 angels, they're still angels. Yeah. And he's like, aren't they above you in the hierarchy? You have to listen to them. And he's like, I don't listen to anyone but God. And he's like, oh yeah, forgot about his plan for you and all that. 
And so, I, again, like it, we don't even have to draw certain attention to it because they're doing it themselves. Like, how do you know? Because you seem to be kind of, you know, it seems to be more about you than God. And, yeah, um, and like even Cassidy is like, if it was up to me, I wouldn't be messing with it. He's like, it's not up to you. It's up to me. Like, this is on me. And he's like, all right, so what are you going to do? He hasn't been to a... Uh, he again. This goes back to last week's complaint, and probably week before that complaint about how Cassie or Jesse just has no interest in learning about what is Mm-mm. in him. I mean, uh, besides getting the explanation, for, like, go see a sorcerer, go see a medicine man. No, go you talk need, to anybody else involved in the church. You need like to, something. You're not even. You don't. These guys are telling you you shouldn't. By no means should you ever use it, and you're just you've been using it willy nilly for like two weeks. Exactly. And you don't. And like you can't think this isn't going to end bad. That's that's. So again, we open another scene on a message to Eugene. Pucker up, Eugene, and it's two arrows pointing at a clear drawing of an asshole. And of course. He puts his cup right on top of <laughs> where the arrow goes to. I took that as th- that's they make the, him. That's the, the only place he's allowed to sit. Yeah. Or that's the place he sits all the time, and and that's why they wrote it there. So they yeah. threw it there, and he's like, "Well," so which no. doesn't make a lot of sense because those tables go get you know you fold it up and put into a corner up. every day roll them away yeah and the idea that it's at the you know they make him go they, find that one table every day that table? Uh, I mean, look i wouldn't put it past nope. so the and same he, kid from earlier like goes up to him yeah. yeah yeah and his homies are like why are we sitting next to this person i like, don't know I, thought, disturbed. I, I took it as i took it as they all wanted to they were all curious to a point well, yeah, you're right now that I watched the guys. Like the first kid, like the other, yeah, the kid kind of looks at the other kid, and eventually they get down and just like, okay, you know, whatever. He kind of yeah, looks off at him. Like, uh, what are we doing here? Like, we got reputations. Mm. Blonde kid's just like, yeah, yeah, you know, I got some crackers and some grapes or whatever in his damn lunch. Food I can <laughs> chew. It's just, yeah, nothing. And, and, and Eugene's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And I immediately was like. It's a setup. Setup. Yeah. Whatever is about to happen in this tunnel or later when they get it's to it. It's going to be bad. Yeah, but it wasn't. So maybe it's a, they, in it, they in it for the long con, Eugene. Watch your back. So, of course, Tulip um, punctured one of Elizabeth Taylor's tires with a wine opener. Yeah, you slashed Elizabeth Taylor's tire? Yeah. Ah, I punctured tipper. <laughs> with, a, with a wine thing. And Emily kind of showing, you know, her small town. It's like, L.A. and Hollywood, that's so cool. She's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty much the same place. She's like, no, I don't. <laughs> That you didn't know. Yeah, it's uh, a your panty collection. You didn't know. That's, um, that's what's her name from Showgirls talking about. Versace. Oh, uh, Versace. Yeah. I go. They looked at her crazy. Like it's Versace. Yeah. At least that wasn't it. At least Emily's talking one on one with. Her. Yeah. In a meeting. Yeah. Nobody's gonna abuse you for your body after this. So um yeah. So Tulip kind of stares. I uh, kind of sees. You see her in the reflection of the uh of the armoire like she's looking in there and she sees her kind of uh you know taking care of her daughter who's sick and she gets those longing eyes for what's going on 
Ugh. Yeah, this was a moment. Uh. And again, I, I wasn't sure like what happens next when she volunteers her time. I was like, I mean, it's a setup in a sense that she just whatever to get closer mm-hmm. to preacher. But I thought, yeah, and she starts folding programs. Yeah, and she says, "So you really expect two hundred people?" So, like, the church is actually growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah, I mean, we were like six people maybe first mm-hmm. episode, then like twelve, and I think it's like exponentially uh, doubled or whatever. You know, every every episode. Or Got to give away TVs in the hood. <laughs> and next thing you know, right? And so, yeah. Um, you know, she tells too, she's like, I got so many things to do before Sunday, like sick days. She's like, I can watch her if you got stuff to do. Emily looks at her like, um, nah, can you not? Yeah. So I can read to her, bring her juice or whatever. <laughs> Let her sleep. You know, she, Emily's like, yeah, um, I just worry. Bring her juice. Yeah, gotta get that juice. <laughs> And she tells her, like, I had a kid once. Does uh, does that count? Yeah, you have any experience? Well, I had a kid once. Yeah. Oh, just nonchalant and just like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. And she's like, yo, if you want, I can do the church stuff and you can stay here. And Emily's like, oh, you're not around my kid? Sure, yeah. No, that'll yeah, work. They, thank, you. <laughs> thank, thank you for doing things I can actually fix on the back end. If right. need be. Yeah. Can't fix my kids. No, you no, no, you cannot. We've seen you babysit. Actually, yeah, I think as an I I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Because we have no uh just by her just her criminal and reckless behavior, she shouldn't be around kids. But right. there's nothing specific where you're like, Oh hell no, she shouldn't be around kids. But what the the two things we have seen with her kids was yes that one with the homemade rocket launcher and then her long looking at emily take care of her i actually took you or i took a picture and asked you if this was a bad thing or the worst thing that's happened the thing they're showing right now putting a megaphone in the front of the church he's like even i'm saying like this is a mistake this is bad like i it's the you worst mean, thing that could happen. You mean as far as what he's planning on doing? Yeah, it's like it's like an X Men, like in all the X Men movies, when somebody breaks in and gets a hold of Cerebro and uses it for their own, uh, you know, personal horrible thing. Like you're going to broadcast this message of unclear wording to the world. Can't be good. Mm-mm. So, uh, yeah, she took care of her stuff. She's like, gowns are paid for. I just need you to take them to Javier's. I guess you got to get them altered. Um, yeah, you need plastic cups, paper plates. Got to make sure you get the right stuff. Yeah. Not to get the cheapest ones, but not to get the, the, the really expensive ones. Yep, and Tulip has her reading glasses on. So cute. <laughs> yeah. Like, I haven't seen her shoot a million people with no glasses on. And she said, yo, what's that word? Ammonia. Oh. You thought that was her being like a, a jerk, or she just? Did, I took it that she didn't know what the hell. Ammonia. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm with you. No, I, <laughs> yeah. 
I'm not familiar with that. I don't clean. She doesn't clean up her messes. Yeah. yeah Why would yeah. you know what ammonia was? She leaves body thrown around people's farms. <laughs> ah, you're not cleaning up no bodies for real, for real. So, um, yeah, you're outside of the church. He's testing that megaphone. That's oh, it's just gonna go the wrong way. Does this blonde kid seem seem like younger than the rest of them? Yeah, it's it's aging kids kids ages is hard, but he does seem like he's a bit young to be friends with Eugene, who's at least or even his other buddies seem like relatively decent, you know. Yeah, they seem of age per se. Yeah, yeah. It's I think that you know if they're supposed to be you know sixteen seventeen year olds, he just yeah. These are just lanky kids, and so he's like, hey, yeah, you want to go somewhere with us? And he gets on his bike and he's all excited. And I was just waiting for somebody to say, you want to see a dead body? <laughs> yeah. We go through this uh, sort of hole in the gate here, and Eugene's clearly nervous. He's like, I don't know. Not nervous enough to ask any questions. Hmm. People people like me. People want to be around me. Yeah, that's all he was. And I, understand, I guess I Let's understand. Let's get to it. But, but you could see, like, the, as he's walking to. Yes, the apprehension going down into that hole. Right, but the look on his on his mouth specific, it's like they really did a good job, I thought, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, animating that 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 mm-hmm. arse face. Yeah, and the other kids are just going down there like, fuck it, we got it. Not doing no tripping. And he's the littlest of them, the blonde kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's who's always the ringleader, though. The one who got the most approved is the smallest one. And so, yeah, they're holed up in there. He's like, it's spooky, huh? Yeah, it's spooky. Right, we're in a tunnel. Just some random, like, pipe under... Yep. Aqueduct or whatever. Oh, and that's actually a pretty cool visual. Um, Them lighting the fireworks in the hole. Yeah, he's amazed. Yeah. And just, yeah, the way his mouth's moving, the look on his eyes, it's really cool right there. Mm-hmm. Like, But, of course, like, he has a moment of peace, so you know. But then, like, yeah, and it must have thrown him off, you know, like, it probably looks like, probably sounds like a gunshot going off. Um, And so, look at all these folding chairs Jesse's pulling out. Going to do a a sermon on the hill. Oh, and of course he drives a Prius. Yo, I was like, is he he seriously in Anvil, Texas, driving the Prius? This is accurate. The accuracy here. Stop it. Ugh. And then, you know, he's actually here, you know, looking for some advice. He's like, yo, you want to lend me a hand? He's like, sure. <laughs> what, you mean sure and open up the chair and sit his ass down? Yep. Fold it right out. Oh, this jacket matches the pants. Yeah, I think he went with the slightly plaid pants. Um, and he sits down, and he just, Jesse just looks over, and he's like, okay. Oh, cell phone's going off. Green Acre Group, uh, we're not answering that. You know, I love that we're finally in that age where people are using the phones that they're actually using. Like, you, you know how long it took for an iPhone to get into a movie? Or even a phone that actually was, like, a touchscreen? They just didn't use them. They were still like Blackberries or phones that had buttons on there. 
I don't know what like the clear the, like the clearance needed for like any phone that was actually a phone people carry around for a long time. They just still had the buttons on there. Right. There used to be a thing uh, like <laughs> in the early to mid two thousands, like when I started watching Passions and then Days of Our Lives. There was kind of like this message board thing, like, "Come on, we all." And this is before. I mean, I had a smartphone technically, a Sidekick Two could get online, but. <clears throat> This is before everybody had all that. Most people just had a Nokia or some kind of PDA or BlackBerry if you wanted to be fancy. Um, but it was just a cell phone idea, period. Like, give these people cell phones. Everybody has cell phones nowadays. It's like 2004, 2005. If, I, you got to prepaid some minutes. You get some minutes on your phone, but at least you got a phone. And the and these storylines and these plot points people were either waiting for calls or missing calls or not being able to communicate with people and it's like get these people some phones yeah and then now like on days of our lives like everybody has the same phone and it's like i wonder if that's just the set phone yeah <laughs> you know everybody uses that you phone. happen to have or that they there just today. Have, like eight of the same like model like touchscreens what i do appreciate now is since cell phone since they are touch screens they it used to drive me nuts when they would put the screen up thing up to their ear and you don't see the phone light up the side of their face yeah and, and then go out maybe but you know nothing it's always dark and they just hit hit they just touch the screen as if they're turning like there's nothing it's dark you can't hit anything like yeah <laughs> what are you doing so now they do uh, it's a little more detailed work uh, so yeah anyway, all that's so. So, yeah, so the mayor hits him with, like, there's something I can't tell you about. I just need to know whether I need to do it or not. Huh? Bro. Sure. <laughs> Based on what I'm hearing, I'd probably say no. Like, this this doesn't sound like a good idea, sir. Not at all. And he's like, yo, um, you want to give me a little more to go on as far as what's happening here? And he's like, how do you know what's the right thing to do? You're asking the wrong guy. He says, you pray. We have not – we've seen Jesse pray, like, at, on the first episode, and it lead to him getting a demon angel in his chest. Um, and he asks him, like, how do you know it's God giving you the, the direction? He's like, you know, not just a voice telling you what you want to hear. This, I then, this, this, this was, I thought, a really good conversation. Yeah, and they, they do a great job of of not having Jesse – like, he doesn't self – he doesn't internalize the problems that are given to him. Like he does a very bad job of that, you know, which plays into his character. And he's like, it's like God's telling me to do one thing, and I'm saying something else. Like, how do you know one voice from the other? Because it's not the same. You and this know is where his is. frustration began. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't I, know. I, I, I thought what happens later with him and Eugene uh, stemmed from this conversation. Yeah. Because this conversation got him thinking, like, oh. It's probably just me because I'm a conceited asshole. Yeah. And of course, of course, I think God's talking to me or God wants me to have. That's what every psychopath in the last, you know, 5,000 years of human history would, yep. you know. Is, <laughs> Nobody but God. Nobody but God. I am the chosen one. I am the whatever. Gotta be. And so, yeah. Um, so mayor kind of walks off dejected you know not getting any help tulu comes in with all her errands ran big bottles of wine 
And she's kind of looking around here. Yep. And, yo, Cassidy sees her come in, closes the door in the closet. He's like, yo, you tried to forget about me, huh? Said, but the craving came on so strong, you couldn't help yourself. You had to hunt me down like a while. She's like, wait, what are you doing here? Yeah. Yeah, why are you here? It's like, I work here. And then they look at each other like, what? What? What are you doing here? And then Jesse calls her. And then, you know, something we didn't actually talk about, when they're there comparing uh, bodies and tattoos, he sees the tulip on his back shoulder. In the in the Kurt Angle Tim Duncan spot that you have tattoos on the back shoulder blade, um, and yo he doesn't put two and two together at that point and he's like oh you're his tulip now like the uh, I didn't yeah, understand like, oh, why he why he no? said it like that yeah and it wasn't until the rewatch I saw him look at a flower but because it was muted and I didn't read the captions I didn't so it, now that you say it it's all yeah. coming like oh okay that's how he figured it. And so as as Jesse opens the door, she kind of pushes Cassidy behind the back of the door so Jesse can't see him. And she's like, yeah, I ran a bunch of errands, which she wanted to say, I did them all for you. Please love me again. And, yo, she holds him with the, with the putt-putt golf club like she kind of holds him back. And he's like, you kept this? He's like, I forgot to throw it out. Who did they beat down with that? Or were they actually playing miniature golf? I think they were actually playing miniature uh, golf. And Cassidy kind of sees... Cassidy kind of sees their interaction, and he's just dejected behind that door. Sorry, pal. That's them. That's them breaks. That's how it happens. She did just let him beat, though. I mean, she let him beat like literally yeah, the night she, before. Yeah, yeah. After a 180 of get away from me, creep. To all right, I want you inside of me. Yep. He, and he gave him like, drugs. Come on, man. You would. You would. You've been, around, they, you've been they, around the block. Talk about how old he They mentioned how old he is. He did. I think he said he's like 111. 100, right? Yeah, yeah. I was going to say about a century. So, yeah. Come on, buddy. You've yeah. been around since, uh, uh, um, you know, freaking Industrial Revolution. Yeah, yeah. You were around when, uh, when Malcolm X was still, uh, <laughs> uh, somebody, I was going to say Booger Red, like The Undertaker. Oh, Cincinnati uh, Red? Red? No. Yes. Kentucky it Red. It wasn't Cincinnati Red? Maybe. Somebody's going to kill Maybe. us. Somebody's really going to pull our card on this one. Um, Let's see. No, now I have to know what it is. Malcolm X Red. I really think it's Cincinnati Red. Uh, Detroit Red. There we go. Why, why, why would we forget that? Detroit Red, of course, like Red Wing. Um, but yeah, so I love this shot of, like, the sun, uh, going down, um, like the shadows being cast, and then like the clearly kind of cartoony space out in the background, and you see like the small like city lights uh, kind of way in the back. So now it's morning again, uh, Jesse wakes up, kind of gets in focus, and he's about ready to open those doors, got that big crowd outside. Before we can go outside, Emily pops in, she's like, everyone's waiting, she's like, I was just about to open up. She said, Eugene's outside, wants to talk to you, says it's important. And Jesse, once again, does not want to be bothered with Eugene. Um, and then, you know, he says, uh, he asks Emily, he said, this is good, right? And she says, it's a lot of people. And it's interesting. Like, her whole thing which is... Which did not answer his question. No. <laughs> she's talking about, you know, how, you know, the, the, the kind of the ways he went about to get people there. Like, he didn't have to auction off your daddy's land or sell a TV. So, like, even though she's frustrated... She's with how, like, 
she has to like toil and struggle and organize the books, she realizes that's more genuine than what's going on here, even though she doesn't know everything that's at play. Yeah, I was just I was going to say like she doesn't even know the full extent of everything, and she knows something ain't right. Yep. Like all, even like when she was just looking at him sideways when he was uh, posted up at the diner, and everybody's all you know, rock star Jesse uh, Custer preacher. Yep. And so yeah, and he tells her, like you know thanks for everything that we have going on. Like I appreciate it. She says you're welcome. And then sending Eugene in. Oh, not yet. Um, she says you and Tulip did a great job setting this up, and that's, and that's what did it. What did it? Yeah, she's a tulip, yeah. Which, which, I didn't understand. I I get him saying it. I don't understand why she took it as something she needed to get, to pay him back for. Well, because it's probably the first time he's told her thank you since we've watched the show. Oh, so he's only thanking her because... Yeah. Tulip was involved. I thought he was... Just letting her know, like, yeah, I know Tulip helped out with this, or you're somehow buddy-buddy with her, at least in some way. Eugene can't even look up. Like, he's just kind of staring down, and, you know, just tells him, everyone's waiting, like, what's going on? Stop wasting my time, boy. And you got to forget that Eugene's a kid when they're talking. Like, he's under 18 yeah, when he's having these conversations. Yeah, so it's not like man-on-man, and Jesse's just so perturbed. And he said, yo, I want you to take it back. And this was, like, really good to me because he knows that that apology wasn't genuine. Right, and he – that's what I'm – that's that's the thing about the power. Or, yeah. You know, what, or, well, Fior said or LeBlanc said it's not a power. It's a – whatever he decided to call it. But he just was willy-nilly. Like, like, that's why I was saying about the guy that he made Danny – Brokan Danny, like, he – uh, you know, like that guy now knows you can do something. Mm-hmm. You didn't make him forget it. Like, like, uh, what's his face? All he, all he remembers is he preacher kind of roughed him up, but he doesn't necessarily know because the extent it wasn't as traumatic. Put the gun in your mouth, all that stuff, all against his will. It was just boom, one thing. Forget about this girl, and that was it. No, you, you know, uh, and again, and the same thing with with the kid being there, like doing that, and for really all those people, yeah, doing that in front. She's like, "Murderer, get away from me!" Yeah. Oh, and give me a everybody hug. like, like what? You gotta play that a little better. Yeah. Fake it, like tell it. And we might have to look at it. Are we sure that the kids that were standing outside weren't the same kid? Wasn't the same kid that went up to Eugene? That was. I, I thought the same thing. I. I but those. Those kids were as young as the the coma girl yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So. But there were also other. I mean, there was a, other people around. Yeah. Block light came out. So. So um so yeah and kind of what's what stems all this people were genuinely nice to him that weren't there and so I think he sees the value in that of people coming around and he's like yo like I don't want this like forced on people. And I think, you know, Jesse's mad because he's like, you don't appreciate this thing I've done for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just enjoy it. Like, stop thinking about how it happened and just appreciate that it's happening. Or it just happened. Oh, with it, yo. And then, like, he tries to change the subject just a little bit. He's like, I love, you know, the verses listed on here. Um, and he looks over at him. 
And he says, I don't want to be forgiven. And he says, yeah, what do you mean you don't want to be forgiven? He said, I don't think what God would like that. Yeah, not that, like just that. Seemed, that just seemed to like, uh, it, yeah, again, it like kind of bring up that conversation earlier. Like, you know. And he says flat out, it's cheating. Like, yeah, you're, like, you're, you're forcing people. And he says, uh, you know, Eugene, and he's trying to, like, find the right words and tell him, he says, you're a hard kid to please. And he says, sometimes I wonder what's it going to take to make him happy. No, you don't wonder that. <laughs> so I didn't ask you to make me happy. And he says, Do you he's on it. Eugene was on yeah. it. Like, don't try to manipulate me. I, I might be a kid, but, you know, the psychologically damaged and scarred kid. But, you know, I think he's like one of those, like, well, he's. Yeah, clearly he's been through enough that he's like. Yeah, he had to grow up pretty fast. Not naive in yeah. in in those ways because he's certainly naive. Yeah. Uh, but in, in certain like kind of real life emotional ways, he's not. Yeah. And so yeah, he's like, um, you know, you got a big investment in feeling bad all the time. Mm-hmm. And he said, "This is God's will. What I've done. He said, what I've done for you. What I'm about to do." And he said, "Do you understand?" Oh, yeah, it's not cheating. And he was on it. He's on it. It, it. it is. Like, it totally is. Because you don't know where. Again, it's 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 cheating, and you don't even know the, the company that's, like, making your cocktail. Of, yep. You know. And he's like, yo, I'm going to save the damn town. Such a ego on this guy and I'm just getting every line he says I'm getting angrier and angrier yeah. because he's getting more and more egomaniacal yeah. I'm going to save the town from what? Yeah, I, I don't understand why you from keep coming petty, to me from their petty little everyday problems about you know raising their kids or trying to be better individuals and, uh-huh. and that kind of stuff you're going to save them like you don't even know what like what that really probably means. Uh, and he tells him, he's like, "Why do you keep coming to me?" He said, "Why? Because you're the preacher. Like this, this is your job. Isn't actually to fix everyone's problems. It's to listen to everyone's problems. Like that, that's like you're you're the counselor and, and advise. Right, right. Advise on their problems. Not you're not your job is not actually to just fix people's issues. You know." And he tells him, he's like, this is what this is for. And he's looking off into space and his eyes are glossy. going to open those doors and fulfill my promise. Then I'll be free. So now it's like, oh, that's what it is. So it's not necessarily I, I'm trying to solve everyone's problems because I want the world to be better. It's I want this burden lifted off of my shoulders. Off of me. And now, yeah, and now I found a shortcut. Me. <laughs> I have, like... I just really have to beat this game, and I all of a sudden have a game genie. So why play through it? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I totally, uh, you know, I totally get and everything, but you can't then be surprised when, uh, I mean, that adage is true. Anything worth getting is, you know, worth fighting for. Yeah. Anything worth having is worth fighting for, exactly. Yeah. And Eugene pops up and gets, like, you know, that stroke of confidence, and he says, you can't make people see the light, preacher. Yeah. He's like, he's yeah, like, I can, like, but you shouldn't. People need to choose. That's the whole point. And that is the whole joint. He said, I'll choose for them, and unlike you, they won't complain. He says, okay, that is wrong. That's a sin. That, that just, yeah, and I was like, yeah, Eugene. 
And I don't need this. He said I'll make them see the light and they won't complain like you. Like, you motherfucker. How dare you? Yeah. Yeah. And he tells him, yo, he's like, that is not a blessing, preacher. It is a sin. He said, this is a wicked and terrible. Go to hell, Eugene. And guess what? Um, Gene went to hell, or at least Gene went to hell, and the the oh, and the program just falls, and he's so worked up, he does not know what to do. Preacher, yeah, he's just yeah. like what the hell, and, and his so face, if you when he says go to the hell, yeah, is like something about it was a quality to yeah. uh, it's like. Like a redness or something. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. just maybe I'm looking more. In- no, yeah, there was a there was a, there was a specific power related to that. Um, so then we go to Miles, and uh, I guess they faked a car accident with charred bodies. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, because when they showed that face, I was like, oh snap, is that Eugene? And yeah, Hale? like yeah. <laughs> I think they yeah, I think they planned like, that I didn't very think much they on purpose. Go there that far, but, but that yeah. was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty, uh, I don't know, I'm looking at this wreck, it looks very centralized, or not centralized, but very, very, uh, <laughs> this specific spot. Yeah. <laughs> all charred, all of Yeah, we got it, we, we had uh, bodies waiting, just in case we needed to plug them in, and he told the people in, uh, in Austin what happened, so yeah, we'll see who comes out to, uh, to sort out the details, but yeah, um, you got the sheriff looking for Eugene and asking him. He's like, "Yo, he came to talk to you. Have you seen him?" Now, are they just hoping they don't do autopsies? I mean, they all have Damn. like shotgun blasts to the chest. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and then they do and show some the mascot. Can cover fire. Why would the mascot be walking a dog in the mat? But yeah, King Cannon's back next episode. Um, you know, Cassidy's out in the hoodie trying to talk some uh, talk some sense in the preacher. But yeah, um, it's just a matter of time. Excuse me, before Preacher finds oh, well, they did the thing to hit the body, so he won't. Yeah. Don't know about that. But, I mean, eventually, but. Mm-hmm. There appears to be a, a play going on at the church uh, next week. Um, Tulip's running full speed down the street. Kids hiding under the bed. Somebody under the floorboard. Somebody with a big gun. Uh, have another, uh, what, Civil War reenactment. And, uh,. Yeah, a lot of people are in church this week. Oh, and we're pulling something burning, burning out of the oven. So yeah, um, again, Trav, I think I think we had our best episode so far, man. From the uh, from the fighting to the characterizations to the motivations, um, to you know the, the change in dynamics of some relationships. I just think this uh, this sundowner, man, this might have been the one so far. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Again. I don't even think it's arguable, but, you know, because you got everything. You got so much. You got a ton of action in that first half. Uh, <clears throat> and then you got some decent character development, even with Fuhrer and LeBlanc. I mean, the fact that they're, you know, you know you know now that they're the custodians. Uh, they <laughs> are going in some real, the lines are clear. Yeah, yeah. we know where we stand now. Disgusting. Yeah. You know. Not because they're evil, but just because they're on the other side. Exactly. You don't mess with them like that. It's an abomination. Real war. Uh, 
Um, so yeah, um, one thing I do want to talk about before we get out of here, man, um, I did over the, uh, 4th of July weekend actually see, uh, the extended cut of Batman vs. Superman. Okay. Yeah, it's not great. Did it make things make more sense, though? Yes, it did make things make more sense at the, the, the cost of an extra half hour of runtime, which... Um, well, I know it was actually legit a three-hour and two-minute movie. So, no, no, no. What I'm saying is, I yeah, cut it down to two-something, but the, the cut that they have now is three hours and two minutes, and it is grating. Uh, one of my best friends growing up and one of my best friends from college were both in town, and we sat there and watched it, and we might have got up and left like three times to go do other stuff. And they had never seen it before, so they went into it fresh. Um, yeah, it did make some things make more sense, and you were like, oh, okay, yeah, still a long, boring-ass movie. Like, it's still that. So, yeah, um, so you guys enjoy that. Get that at your local video store, if those still exist. Uh, but yeah, man, I think, um, that'll about do it for us this week. Again, a great episode. Um, we have four more episodes, and I think, um, we're going to try to squeeze in at least two more guests one of them I got to get in touch with because we had talked about it beforehand. I think we're going to got to try to get two more. And again, um, yeah, I think we should uh, kind of push for Bruce to be on that season finale. So we'll have to uh, start buttering him up a little bit. I'll, I'll just uh, I'll, I'll send him a message on Facebook about how great he is, and he'll be right back. <laughs> there we go. But, yeah, man, um, I think that about does it for us. Again, you guys, thanks so much for um, for listening. We appreciate your reviews. Keep sending those in if you guys have thanks. iTunes. You know, um, the, the more people hear about us, uh, the bigger the audience gets, uh, the bigger this thing gets. So, uh, yeah, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Four. Travis, I am Cameron. Uh, this has been the South Congress Podcast Fan by Fan Show for AMC's Preacher, uh, episode six, titled Sundowner. That is going to do it for us this week, and we're out. And I ain't Ron Reagan. I ain't saying you should say no. I'm saying take it. You got a mask to get high. Open your eyes, see this back to this fly. I think I'm Malcolm Middle. I think I'm Du Bois. Think I'm Vonnegut. I'm the new Freud. Think I am the leader. Leader of the people. God damn, I'm a black superhero. I'm a black superhero. <laughs>